Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Now, I know usually when we talk, it seems like my phone is going off, the alarm, whatever. It's just a whole bunch going on because sometimes I set alarms or something to that effect and I forget and I pick up the phone and I call you and little do I know that something happens. But I do want to let you know that during this phone call, if I'm going to be brave enough that if my other phone rings, um, I'm going to answer it while having this conversation with you. I find it ironic that just one phone call ago, we were talking about faith and I was so excited and I was talking to you about my husband's gift of faith and all of that was just like, ah, oh, just amazing sauce. And then you fast forward to now and I feel like my faith is being tested. And the beauty of having these conversations with you is not because I get to only talk to you about things that I've overcome, but more so about things that I'm going through. And like I said before, these are like therapeutic sessions for myself, but I'm really, really, I, f I feel strongly about the fact that your pain can be someone else's breakthrough. And so I want to give you a little bit of a backdrop of what happened. So I went to go check the mail and uh, got a letter from the doctor. And it was in regards to my mammogram results. So um, I don't even know how to say this. Okay, so I was without insurance for a little bit because I changed jobs in Blasey Blue. And I just felt this strong inkling from the Holy Spirit. Like I told you, please listen to those inklings. I felt a strong nudge from the Holy Spirit that I needed to get insurance like quicker. So I'm like, okay, so my husband and I just went ahead and it's like, hey, you know, we got on, I got on his insurance. And the first thing that God had me do, it was um, I needed to go get a mammogram. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and schedule that. Go and schedule it. Now, how it's supposed to go is my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, I don't know when, but I know that she ultimately succumbed to various other forms of cancer, which I'm not even going to play myself. I don't like saying the word cancer. I'd rather say zodiac. It's just something, an interval that I got to stay true to myself on. So if you hear me say zodiac during this phone call, you'll know exactly what I mean going forward from now. Okay, go. So she finally succumbed to various other forms of zodiac at the age of 44. So I just go ahead and tell them, I don't know, she got diagnosed somewhere in her 40s. Um, I know that she overcame breast zodiac. Um, and, you know, I, I remember praying over her. I had to be about 20, maybe close to that. And so that would have made her closer to 40. Um, prayed over her and she went to go check and it was fine. Everything was dope. And she, a couple of years later, started smoking cigarettes again. And shouts out to the Newport family. I really need to stop that. That's a disgusting habit, but I digress. And so then she had in her lungs and so so on and so forth. Um, it is something that runs on my maternal side of the family, not so much my paternal. And so I go ahead and have this mammogram done. And what they told me was I was supposed to have it 10 years prior to my mother first being diagnosed. So I was about mm, seven years late. 
I was like, oh, but I went to my GYN annually. They did the breast checks, um, you know, to make sure that there's no lumps or anything that they feel like, hey, it needs to be examined. Um, when I was 13, I think it was, no, no, it couldn't be 13 because we moved into that house when I was 17. So before, somewhere in between, in high school, let's just say that. In high school, I decided to go ahead and do one of those self-checks. I don't know, I must have saw like a one of those pamphlets or the posters on a doctor's wall and I went ahead and checked and I was like my you know I found the lump in my right breast and so I'm checking and she's like I'm like I don't, it doesn't hurt you know kind of like showing her it's moving around it felt like honestly like a like something caught under a floating device you know how you can press down on like those squeezy ball kind of things it's like what is that like every time I pressed it it moved so we go to the doctor Long story short, he looks at my mother. He's like, I'm not concerned. She's young. She's still developing. You know, she'll be out of the puberty stage around this time, this, that, and the third. What do you want to do? Mother was like, you know, it runs in her family, so she wants it out of me. Cool. By the time that we scheduled surgery, from the time that it was um, acknowledged or, you know, felt on by the doctor to the time that I scheduled surgery, they said that it went from a quarter size to a size of a peach. But they did some further testing on it. It was benign. I didn't know what all that meant when I was that age. I was just like, does that mean I have to get a needle again? Like, just tell me, am I clear for the needles, bruh? And they were like, yep, you're clear. Everything is good. Cool. So from that time on, I, you know, I think I went to my post-op and he checked again. And he was like, the doctor that is. He's like, I think you just may have lumpy breasts. Like, I don't really... I'm not, <laughs> I don't think, you know, we need to go in again. Like, we'll keep an eye on it and just check. Then I spoke to one of my, my, my eldest aunt on my mother's side. And she was like, yep, same thing with me. I ain't worried about it. You got lumpy breasts. I got lumpy breasts. We're okay. I was like, oh, okay. So I, again, anything that clears me of needles, bro, I am all for it. So I go to get this mammogram done. I'm super nervous. The doctor's like, oh, um, the imaging doctor that's at this mammogram place, she's like, you know, we have a different machine now, so it may be better, and this, that, and the third. But I'm like, I don't like it. Everything about it is scary. Um, I've heard horror stories from my mother and, you know, other people when they took it. You know, they, I, my, the image that I got was they put you on a glass and they smash you to smithereens. Like, oh, nothing about that is cute. I just got breast after having two kids. Like, let me keep the little bit that I have, okay? It's ridiculous. So I'll go up to in this room and they go ahead and do the most, I don't, it should be inhumane. However, um, they tried to make it as tranquil as they could. You know, there's, Big screen TVs, that's just playing this like you would think you were getting a massage if it wasn't all the extra. But I will admit, I was praying the whole entire time. I was super afraid. It wasn't as bad as I thought. I did ask them, like, is there a better time, you know, to come than other times? Because, you know, women, we get engorged during certain times of the month. And I'm like, bruh, I do not need y'all squeezing when, <laughs> when she is not behaving. I need you to go ahead and tell me what's the best time. So long story short, the woman's like, okay. She saw the incision on my right breast. She's like, what's that? So she had to put, like, the strip mark on it. So I guess the doctors would know, you know, that me don't ignore that area or, you know, don't pay too much attention to that area because that was her incision mark. And I'm sure there's probably, you know, tissue underneath that, scar tissue, what have you. I go to check the mail today, and they told me, prior to me receiving this letter, they said, you know, they, I signed the paperwork that said you can go ahead and get give me my results via mail. 
but they did say that they call you too. I didn't get a phone call, but I definitely got this letter. And this is what the letter says. And they folded it in a way that was like, bruh. So I opened it up. I see that it says Breast Imaging Center. I see the name, the address, the telephone number. I see today's date. I see my name. I see my address. And I see the first line. Your recent mammogram examination performed on date shows a finding that and then it's folded so that I will have to open the letter to see. Now that in itself is outrageous because if you are a scan reader like myself, especially when you're sorting through junk mail, you're not prompted to go ahead and open up the rest and say, ooh, there's more. So I went ahead and scanned and I saw in parentheses, not cancer, and was like, oh, okay, I'm good, and was getting ready to tear this paper up. The Holy Spirit nudged me again, because you know I don't say, something told me, I give respect when it's due. That's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit said, no, I need you to read that entire letter. I'm like, okay. Your recent mammogram examination performed on that day showed a finding that requires additional imaging studies for a complete evaluation. Most findings are benign, in parentheses, not cancer. Please call the mammogram department to schedule an appointment for these tests if you have not already done so. A detailed report of your mammogram results was sent to my doctor's name. Then they wrote in, whoever wrote this in her handwriting is huge, so it alarmed me. Please call your doctor for the results and order. Then the letter continues. As you know, early detection of zodiac, I'm not going to say that word, is very important. A thorough examination includes a combination of mammogram, physical examination, and breast self-examination. Current American Cancer Society guidelines recommend screening mammograms and physical breast examinations every year beginning at the age of 40. I'm not yet there, so okay. Your mammogram will become part of your permanent medical file here at least 10 years. Please be aware it is your responsibility to inform any new health care provider or mammogram facility of the date and location of this examination. Sincerely, mammogram department and the hospital's name. Now, I'm going to keep it 100, 200, 400 with you. My first natural reaction was, all right. It's almost like none of that. I didn't digest any of that. I just felt like I just inhaled and was like, hmm, eh, it was okay. I went on to whatever needs to be done, you know, it will be done. Because, again, I'm still on the high of the conversation we had about walking out faith. Then I called the doctor. And I'm like, oh, cool, I'll just get my results. So she asked the receptionist, you know, what's your name? Blah, blah, blah. I gave her all that. She pulls it up. There's a moment of silence, and then she goes, let me transfer you to the person giving the results today. I was like, why is she pausing like that? Hmm, okay. Transfers me. It's a voicemail. I'm like, mm, that's not going to work for me. I leave the voicemail just in case that person gets it faster than a speed and bullet. I call the doctor's office back. I'm like, hey, don't want to be a bother, but um, got a letter about my mammogram results. And making me a little nervous, I totally don't want to play voicemail game. Is there anyone else that can give me the results? Mind you, this time, I'm talking to someone different. She asked me the same exact question. Sure, what's your name, last name? You know, the, oh, 
well, let me, tra- all I can do is transfer you to such and such. Now she's alarmed. I went from slouching slightly to sitting upright, like, why y'all keep pausing? Because I know from experience, I worked in a doctor's office. You do not give that kind of news, okay? If no news is good news, is what the doctor office rule of thumb is. Uh, if it's news that's not good news, then it's a certain staff member that gives that information out. So I wanted so bad to believe, oh, okay, they're receptionists, so they can't give me that information. But then logic kicked in like, uh-uh, if you're a receptionist, as soon as you heard I'm calling for my mammogram results, you immediately say, oh, okay, one moment while I transfer you over to the, you don't get my information, have that little moment of silence, like we praying for somebody, and then um, it's like, oh, I have to transfer you. What do you, so now, unfortunately, human emotions came in, and I'm like, okay, I'm slightly panicked. Because at this very juncture in my life, I have an aunt on my maternal side, my mother's sister, who was fighting stage four breast cancer. I have a close friend of mine who is two years older than me. She has stage four breast cancer. So all of those thoughts from the demonic realm, I am sure, all started flooding in. And I was like, you know what? I did only what I knew to do. I text my husband a zillion times because what I started to do prior to reading the letter, I was just going to send him a screenshot and keep it moving. I'm so glad I didn't do that because that's not something I want to screenshot my husband. So I'm texting him, hey, as calmly as I can, can you please call me? Can you please call me? And he's not answering the text. So then I'm calling, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe if I call, um, <laughs> he'll see the missed calls, but not too much that's going to make him alarm, just enough to go, mm, <laughs> you may want to call your wife. I then call the job, hope, but he wasn't near the desk, so I'm like, that's going to be amazing. Um, he finally does call me back, and because he's my earthly safe place, I'm like, I have to tell you something. I'm trying so hard, but then talking to him is just like, listen, he makes the boo-boos better. And so I went from being a big girl to, can I just say, and I broke down crying. I was like, why am I crying? And that's because from the time that I called those people at the freaking doctor's office, which I'm going to file a complaint because I feel like it should be a better way to do that. But they should have called me. Why am, why am I? I? I don't understand. Um. Anyway. But from the time that I called the doctor's office, it's like a little bit of faith was being chipped upon because I was good. You know, whatever it is, I serve an almighty God. I mean, literally, I heard the Holy, like, I'm just, the Holy Spirit was reminding me of scripture that I didn't even remember I remembered. You know, to be absent with the, absent in the body is present with the Lord and, you know, God. And so I'm thinking of all the other things, but it was, I'm not even going to hold you. It was being drowned out by, oh my gosh, I need to know. So I'm on the phone with my husband, and I'm crying, and he literally sounded like I just told him, hey, guess what? I found a coupon. It's going to save us about 5 to $6 on the next grocery shopping list. He was like, okay, uh-huh, right, uh-huh. And by the end of me talking, because he was so calm, I felt like, okay, this is my time to kind of like, <laughs> I don't have to sit so astute right now. You know, if he was like, what? If he had any any indication of panic something in me always kicks in where it's like nope both of us can't be down nope not gonna do it and so because he was like "Mm -hmm, uh uh-huh like he was 
literally, I'm amazed. And at the end of me saying everything, he was like, oh, I'm not worried. <laughs> I locked you in. When I put a, a ring on your finger, yeah, I'm not worried at all. The God that I serve knows that I locked you in, and I'm good. You're good, and we're okay. And so I'm like, yeah, because now, again, his faith is contagious. I'm like, yeah, because Joyce Meyer had breast can mm, breast zodiac. And she, you know, she went ahead and got the operation that was needed. And then she went back one time and they told her that she may have had it on her spine. But then God did a miraculous thing. And, you know, following God doesn't mean that you're exempt. It just means that, you you know, you have a different way of going through something. You don't go through storms like regular people. And I'm starting to rev up now. And then I got sad because I'm like, I asked him, I said, did I fail the test? And he was like, what do you mean? I said, should I have? Now, I'm going to be honest. When I first read the letter, I didn't feel anything. It's not until the rigmarole of trying to call somebody, trying to get to somebody, trying to, that I started, you know, getting a little wear and tear. And he, oh, this man is amazing. He had to remind me. He said, when Sarai laughed, when God said that she's going to have a baby, did she still get a baby? I was like, mm, yeah. When Abraham was telling stories about, you know, that's my sister when it really was his wife. And he also didn't really all the way believe that he still get Isaac. I was like, mm, yeah. He said when Peter got off the boat and he was walking on water, but then his human instinct and human emotions got distracted by the storms and he drowned. Did Jesus look at him like, ah, now I can't build my church on you? I was like, ooh. And every time that man spoke, I felt a little bit more brave. I felt my shoulders getting, you know, a little bit more, all right, let's fix this posture now. And I was like, you're right. He was like, no. Now, you didn't fail any test. Now, if you came on this phone and was like, I don't believe it, if this is happening, and you just solely relied on the results of what they're saying, he was like, I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. I don't care what they find or how they want to do it. When you go back, nothing's going to be there. And if you just got lumpy breasts, and it's going to just be with something that your husband loves, it's going to be more for me to. And I'm not going. I'm. I know. I'm not going to give you the TMI, but you know he had to put a little something thotty on that thing to make me smile, cause he already knew the quickest way to take these tears away, sir. You know what it is. But that's just how we roll. That's why that's my dog. You understand what I'm trying to tell you. So I was like, okay, all right. You know what? You're right. He was like, yeah. I'm not even worried about it. It's good. Um. You did exactly what, you know, it, it is and whatever. And like you said, you know, Joyce Meyer, she, you know, you look up to her. And I was like, yeah, you know, in my brain, she is my mother. And anybody who want to at me can get these hands. That is my mom. Resuming. So, you know, just him encouraging me in that way. And I'm like, yeah. And so when I got off the phone with him, I was like, you know what? Let me try something different. So I called the Breast Imaging Center. And I'm like, hey, having a hard time getting to my doctor's office, um, you know, going through that whole thing. And they were like, you know, I was trying to get my results from them. They're like, nope, I'm sorry. You're going to have to get it from your doctor. She's the only one I can tell you. I'm like, great. So it is literally right now um, 3.29 p.m. <laughs> Why I would get this letter almost and read it at the end almost to the end of the professional day, I have a hard time understanding. Um, so I've already set my mind up to believe this. Um, probably not going to speak to someone today. Not because that's where I'm putting my faith, just because I'm not going to send 
sit on the edge of my seat trying to prepare for something that mm -mm, I am a fond believer that you don't need your happiness and your peace to be contingent on something. So whether they give it to me by the end of today, by the end of the week, by the end of the month, that would be outrageous and I would definitely be filing a complaint. But whatever it is, I am going to rest on God like I've never rested on God before. I believe that storms, when they are orchestrated by the enemy, storms are made to overwhelm you, to distract you, to get you to a sunken place, just to shout out to get out, um, just to go ahead and have you distraught. But when storms are orchestrated by God, they are designed to bring you closer to him, to really sharpen your faith and for you to be a walking, living, breathing testimony to the rest of your brothers and sisters in the Christian faith. And so I dare not hide this part of my life. I dare not. As quiet as I am and I try to go ahead and quiet some stuff down. Now, my aunt that lives in Georgia with me. She's my paternal aunt. She had something similar to this, but she didn't tell us any of this. She told us after they did the second round, third round, whatever of testing. And then she said, by the way, I've been meaning to tell you. And I'm like, what you mean? What you mean you've been meaning to say? And her thing was she wanted to go through that particular phase of her life without any you know, body else being emotional. She just wanted to go through that by herself. She said she did prayer. She went to the health food store. She did this, that, and the third. And so I was like, okay, so she is someone that I'm going to call about this right after I get off the phone with you. So you should feel some, some kind of awesome. Cause the first person I called was my husband. Then I picked up the phone and I said, let me go ahead and just share this with you. Cause I share everything else. I'm in everybody else's business, so I'm going to go ahead and give you a little bit of mine. And then I'm going to go ahead and call my aunt. I was hoping, and I'm looking at my other phone now, I was hoping that when I had this conversation that they would have called me. I almost low-key want to call them <laughs> while I'm on the phone with you, but I'm probably just going to go ahead and leave a third voicemail. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, so... We're going to walk this thing out. Now, I don't know if, because they're probably not, whenever they call me or speak to me, of course I'm going to update you. But the whole purpose of this is to understand that, listen, God does not blindsight you with things. You mean to tell me out of all the conversations that we had, he would have it that the last time that we spoke, we talked about faith. I'm going to be real with you. Half of the time, I have an idea of what I'm getting ready to talk about. I have so many different, like, you know, thought processes and things that come up. I had no idea that he was going to have me speak about faith. And now I see why he did that. So I want to go ahead and encourage you on this. Maybe a particular issue that you are facing looks a little bit scary, a little bit like Goliath. Maybe it's not something with health. I don't know, maybe it's something emotional, maybe it's something in another form of being physical, maybe it's something in the mental realm, I don't know what it is, but I want to go ahead and tell you to do exactly what I'm getting ready to do. I need you to, and my aunt actually told me this last week, that's really shocking that Holy Spirit just brought that to my remembrance. She said that there is a healing um, scripture or like 101 healing scriptures on YouTube. And she said, from my great-grandmother, 
she just played that over and over and over again. And pretty much it played, in, you know, through her sleep and all of that. So I'm getting ready to sharpen my faith like I've never sharpened my faith before because the bright side of this, and I promise you, I didn't even see this side until I picked up the phone and I let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do when I'm talking to you. The bright side to this is that I have a different testimony to give. The bright side of this is that I get to lean on my dad in a way that I never leaned on my dad before. And that's what I call God. He's not just the father. He's my dad. And I am excited for what's to come of this. I'm excited to take you through whatever God decides he wants to take me through because I understand this. My life is a testimony. Everyone is not reading the Bible. And sometimes people that are celebrities, they look a little far fetched. We look at them like that's the people on TV. But what happens when someone that you that's on your level and breathing the same air as you um, it's actually going through something that you're like, wow, like what if my posture and how I walk through this will be a breakthrough from someone else that I never met. And this is my level of calm right now, not even knowing the results. Like I'm actually shocked at how like peaceful I feel. And I, cause I believe, thank you, Holy Spirit. You just reminded me of that. I believe the Bible and the Bible says that when you are weak, he is strong. Let the poor say I'm rich, right? And I don't think those are just, just great Bible scriptures or great songs. Let the weak say I am strong. You know, you, you hear the opera style people singing in the church. I don't think it's just for that. I think it's real life application for you to apply to your life. And so right now, I can't, I can't dare say that I believe in God, um, but only when things are going okay. Or only when I feel like, oh, okay, I accept that particular hardship. You know, I didn't see this coming. I literally didn't. All I know is that once again, it seems like the running theme is I listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Out of, out of the blue for me, but orchestrated by God, it was I need to get a mammogram. I don't know why, but okay. Um, and let's just do this. I think two years ago when I went to the GYN, and this is how awesome my God is, um, she did put in an order for me to get a mammogram. But for whatever the reason, um, the order got mixed up or what have you. And I didn't press the issue because I'm not even going to hold you. I just was not interested in anything being, just put it on the glass, girl. <laughs> whoop, whoop. No, you're not going to be smashing me. I'm not a pumpkin. Have a nice day. Um so I didn't, I didn't press that. Then sometime in the summertime I called, I want to say about June, because I knew I was getting ready to quit my job. And I'm like, let me just get this last little bit of insurance help before I go ahead and be looking around. And um, the mammogram department had moved. So the receptionist at the GYN kept saying, I can't get to them. I'm trying. She tried to give me their number. The number was super busy because I guess they were rerouting it. I don't know. But it took from that time in June to a couple months later, um, whatever it is, long story short, by the time that I got there, this new machine, that's not just so like, yikes, the lady said they just got three months ago. So who knows if God was working behind the scenes, because he was like, listen, y'all not finna put my baby on, on the glass. She's never going to come back. Like I'm telling y'all now. Um, so I'll go ahead and have someone in somewhere come up with a clever idea 
to go ahead and do a new mammogram machine because my baby and she not going to do good. And um, I'm just going ahead and just, yeah. And so he, I feel confident and actually a little bit um spoiled because <laughs> that's my dad, um, that he went through all that trouble to make sure I was okay. Because that experience, I'm telling you, it was almost like, is this what everybody was saying was so terrible? But it was amazing. Um, but I, and I tried to squeeze that last little bit in. So I don't have the phone call. Um, uh, and as I'm looking down at my phone, my husband just texted me. He said, I love you and our God is greater. I'm not worried. Now he's going to make me cry. Oh, that husband, I tell you what. I tell you what. I was good until he come over here where he's awesome. But anyway, oh, yeah, he, um, Put a little uh, put a little water on my eyelid. I don't know what happened. So clearly, we're gonna have to have a conversation to update you on this, because um, I absolutely cannot leave you hanging. But my challenge to you, because you know that these are life-provoking conversations, my challenge to you is: I want you to walk in confidence, no matter what the issue is. I need you to walk in the same confidence. Like you already heard the results that you wanted to hear. I need you to walk like you already have the job. I need you to walk like you are already healed. I need you to walk like that relationship is already repaired. That's how I want you to start walking. Because guess how she's getting ready to start walking. I'm getting ready to go and do these, um, do this laundry real quick like a healed woman. Because let me explain something to you about the mind. You let the mind go ahead and lead you, and you'll be somewhere you, you cannot get yourself out of. And I'm not interested. I am going to walk by faith, not by sight. I very much see this paper. Okay? I very much see this letter. But you know what? I also see um, my faith. And it said that I can't follow my sight. So I'm going to go ahead and close my eyes on this one. Um, my husband's so great. Uh, looking at the text message again because I looked at my phone. But... Yeah, listen, you got this. I got this. We got this. And like I said, as I'm journeying through life, I'm going to take you with me. I pinky promise I'm not going to hide nothing from you because what good is platinum in the basement? Like, I got to share it with the world at this point. So if God sees fit that he wants to go ahead and take this little, you know, detour off of the road that I thought I was going to get on, then let God do what God does. Only he knows the reasoning and blah, blah, blah. I don't have the time nor the spiritual immaturity to be questioning why God does or does not do a thing. I'm not interested. All I'm interested in is if he's leading me, then I know I'm good. And if I got someone by my side that is also sharpening faith, then I'm super good. Like, it's okay to be good. But when you super good, that's a good that nobody can't buy. Hmm? But all right. I feel like you got what you needed. And as my good, good nanny says, all right. I ain't going to hold you. Whatever God led you to do during this phone call, whether you need to get up on, you know, if you're some, some males need to go get their prostate, some females need to go. Listen, whatever God put in your heart to do, I need you to go ahead and do it. But don't you dare walk through this life feeling nudges to do certain things and you ignore it. You never know. But God does. But you go ahead and do what needs to be done. I'll talk to you later. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to call you back with the results. So that's kind of weird. But whenever they do get to me, um, I'll get back to you. Okay? All right. <laughs> don't be sad. Later.